0: what is up everybody happy wednesday welcome back to the crossing broadcast i am adam Lufko, and alongside me as always kyle scott aka crossing broad russell joy aka joy on broad it's been two days uh and i i want to say we have a lot of stuff going on plus guys we are officially over 200 five-star reviews we are now at 205 Whoa. It really came out wow. Yeah, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Addison Robbs, Kyle's One fan, whose comment was a vegan sportscast. What is happening to this country? All the names are taken. Uh, Great Spyro saying, finally, something to go down to earth and incisive discussions on the Philly sports landscape. Keep up the great work. Trust the process. Um, Bobcat from Philly, Double Dribble. Yeah, really appreciate it. I'm going to read one to start it off. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Check 12 What Toasty. I really like this one. I love the crossing broadcast. Reminds me of family conversations with my nutty cousins, aunts, and uncles. Example, you'll get a conversation about Joel Embiid's Twitter versus Carson Wentz, followed by a discussion on Viagra, Kyle's thinking about restless leg syndrome, and then a segue from Adam where he says, quote, So when is the home run derby? The comedy, the intellect, the ignorance, the sports take, it's all there for our listening pleasure. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening sincerely. Jim Nance's toast.
1: Th- that is outstanding. I appreciate mm-hmm. his mention of our ignorance to pretty much most topics we talk about. So, like that. By the just, way.
2: Just glad that he caught on the Jim Nance's toast thing. That's that's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, that was like an obscure a reference cut. from like way
1: back. That's a deep cut. I got a, I got the transition all teed up for you here, Adam. Addison Robbs uh, tweeted me yesterday and said he was leaving a review, uh, and the reason was he was driven by Mike Missanelli's inane Mikey Mist religion conversation, and he said, I'm leaving you guys a five-star review just to spite Mike. So that, that is how that came to be, and there is your transition.
0: You had a post on Crossing Broad yesterday saying we have reached this. a new low, Uh, Mikey Miss tweeted or there was someone from the account saying we're talking about is Carson Wentz too religious now I'm noticing a trend Kyle when you see these tweets do you listen to these shows or do you just go holy crap that's insane blog post
1: Uh, usually I'm not listening I saw the tweet but then yesterday, I thought better about it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. This could have just been a producer tweet. This could have been a quick, like, we we actually talked about Wentz's religion the other day, and we just sort of poked fun at how he's so different than Embiid, and that was it. So I thought, this is a four-hour show. It could have come up in passing once, and the producer decided to tweet it out to illicit calls, and it's not actually, like, a driving topic of their show. So then I checked the responses to their reply and i put it on and sure enough within 10 seconds of having it on mike was sending it to break and he said you know we'll be taking your calls do you think do you think carson wench is too religious i don't he apparently does not and continued on so it was actually a topic of their show so i was not listening but i did i did double check before posting that because i don't want to i know people think it's like we're piling on them but sometimes it's so it's so goddamn easy. Like, if you're commenting on sports locally and you see that this is like the major topic on the local sports talk radio station, it's hard to, it's hard to not talk about it.
0: For me, the question itself doesn't make sense. Um, it by saying you could be too religious, that means that someone could also be not enough religious. And I don't think that there is a sliding scale of religion. It's not like having too much. Uh, like, catch up on a burger. I I don't think that's a thing. Um, I think it's a really, uh, man, it's a divisive topic for sports radio that you're going to get people upset about. And that's always been how sports radio, I feel like, has worked in Philadelphia. But as we've talked about, I do think the average listener has changed and no longer wants to be just angered. Um, I, I have never believed in discussing religion or politics on sports radio. It's just kind of how I, how I think about when I, like when I listen to sports radio, I don't want to talk about religion or politics. I don't go there for that. Uh, I remember Colin Cowherd was being interviewed somewhere, uh, after the election and said he purposely did not discuss um the election because he knew that he could lose half of his fan base if you were a Trump supporter or a um Trump protester. He didn't want to lose his audience. He just wanted to talk about sports. That's how I feel. Um and I feel even more so about religion. Um I, I can't even imagine how many people that were very religious that he really upset by just asking that question. Um And as we've talked about, if you want to talk about religion in the locker room like we talked about, we talked about how there are quote-unquote God squatters. That's what NFL players refer to guys that are the ones that pray together after games and bring religion into the locker room and stuff, but it's not like... Carson has done anything to alienate people. For me it made me think that Mike Missanelli genuinely believes that he is too religious and for him to go on and say no Oh,
1: I'll, let me stop here real quick cuz he it, Mike was on the opposite side of the argument. And that was 975's follow-up tweet was uh, you know, to all the people blasting us and they were getting hammered. Like you un- universally hammered on their uh, initial tweet. And they followed it up. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, and they said to all the people tweeting us, "Know that Mike is does not think that the religious thing is a problem." And then that, why? Then why that's, ask it? Well, yeah, they Wasn't were trying asked, to elicit what? because he, because Wentz tweeted a video the other day, which we Saw talked it. about in his car, and then yesterday he launched his A O One Foundation and it, in a video, which by the way sounds like a terrific thing to help people in like on three different tenets it has. But he talked about God a lot in that. And I think that brought up Mike's thing. Like, look, I don't have a problem with with this, but do you? And that's when I I think that's okay, when I so actually Kyle, wrote the post Kyle, I was like, Okay, so Kyle,
0: Kyle, let me say this. Let's say you were let's say you had gained weight, right? And I saw you. And I went, Kyle, are you worried that you're getting too fat? I'm I don't think you're fat. I just I'm worried that, you know, some people are gonna think you're too fat. No, obviously that I think you're fat. You don't ask a question unless you're thinking it. Mikey Miss isn't going, oh, look at this. All right, well, hmm, maybe other people are going to think it's too... No, it clearly resonated with him to where he was like, maybe it's too religious.
1: I I don't know. That seems a little fishy to me. I think you're almost giving it too much credence. Because when I saw that follow-up tweet, I... My thing was like, look, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you fall on, whether he's too religious or not. The fact that this is a the fact that someone thought this is a conversation, this is what people want to talk about today. This will drive calls. It's an idiot's conversation. You have lowered the bar so far that only the biggest knucklehead will even bother to engage with this or put it on for any amount of time. And I wrote in the post, I'm like, whether it is this podcast or one of the thousands of others, whether it's about tech news politics rock what whatever it is that you're interested in every single human being on the planet who has the ability to listen to radio and certainly anyone who has the ability to listen to philly sports talk radio yesterday could have put that on and said you know what i can find m- a much better conversation about something i'm interested in and i do not need to put up with this and that like that to me is the thing that's a the conversation itself is pointless the fact that like it it, it even exists is it blows my mind like who wants to who would listen to that?
2: Russ, what do you think? I don't have a problem with a guy talking about his religion. Um, I, You know, if he posts his own videos on his own social media account, you have the option not to watch them. He's not throwing it in your face when he's playing the game. And ultimately, that's the kind of thing that you should care about as a fan. Like, if it actually bothers you, just watch the game. It's the same. Like, they we know that the guys in the league especially in the NFL, especially if you're unfortunately a cowboys fan like your team typically does things your players do things that they should be embarrassed by but you don't necessarily have to keep up with all the crap they do. you just watch the games on Sunday so I think it's like you're you're playing
1: right into the conversation you mean you're you're you've now been roped into debating the merits of this no, not, that, like, I'm
2: not no but I'm not debating it. I'm just saying, I don't. I don't see why it should have been a, a topic of conversation because there's really not a discussion to be had. I just. I correct. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm I think that this. Disc- I'm gonna the say the this. discussion I starts love. and stops
1: at. Hey, it's a little weird. At, like you know, as a fan, when I click on his video, I'm like, oh, it's a little weird, and that's it. And that, like, to me, like, see, but that's I don't where think it it's
0: weird because he's discussing religion. I just think Carson Wentz is weird, and I think that's okay. Like he's like I. I love the fact that our star quarterback is really religious. You know why? Because don't our other star quarterback, I thought, had no drive. It's my number one reason why people go, I can't believe you don't like Donovan McNabb. I go, because I think Donovan McNabb was inherently lazy. I love that that we have a religious quarterback for this reason. He's motivated to fulfill the prophecies of the Lord. And Jesus. you know, people, no, but like, I'm just quoting, he, like in his in his video, he says, the Lord has blessed me with certain powers and he's told me to do this, whatever. Those people don't hit the snooze button. They don't. That is true. Those people get up true. and go, the Lord has given me gifts and I will act on them. And look, I my brain doesn't work that way. But I'm not. Gonna no, we usually people. wake
1: up. We're like, "Fuck, it's another day."
0: I, dude, I literally moved to the couch and then set a three-minute alarm, and then I woke <laughs> up and went, "I'm gonna do another one." Yep, I'm gonna do another one, and then I did another three. People that feel as though the Lord has blessed them with powers do not do that. So I don't like. People are like, "I wish my my athletes were more relatable." I don't. You know what's relatable? Parades and championships. So I am very happy that we have a quarterback who feels that the Lord bless him like that. And uh, great. That's that what I'm saying. That, I, I don't think he's religious enough. That is a delightfully hot take,
1: though. And I don't I'm not, think he's I'm religious not. enough. <laughs> that is that is. Oh, I actually no. enjoy your hot take on religion. That was that was well done. But it,
0: oh, look, Adams, look but, hold on. I'm just going to tell you guys. I've I'm met, not making
1: fun of it. I actually enjoy. it. No,
0: exactly. I'm not making fun of it at all, dude. Live your best life. Like if you want to, if you want to be an alcoholic, like that's your dream, then don't do that. That's actually not a good one. But if you want to be super freaking lazy, then be the laziest person ever. But if you want to be the best, like Carson does, and be motivated by a higher power, please. I just want to say that I have met a few athletes in my life, Michael Singletary, Jerry Rice, that after meeting them, I went, no matter what I could do in my life, I would never have the drive that they did because they are freaking psychopaths. Jerry Rice was motivated by perfection. To this point, I literally played heads up with him and he cheated because that's how perfect he wants to be. And I looked in his eyes and I went, you are not a fun person. You're just obsessed. Singletary, the same way. He can't have fun because he's too focused on being right. There are people in this world who are legitimately driven by something else that I will never have that motivation. And if Carson has that, hell yeah, because I will root for those guys because they will be great.
2: Um, I'm I'm inspired.
1: I don't know what else to say.
2: I feel like we just had a Brian Dawkins-esque pregame speech here from Adam. That was very well well done. Really really just ready to do the pod at this point. Maybe we should reset.
0: Well, guys, we have already started doing the pod,
1: so you being ready now, shit. I'm just kidding. Well, we typically do do hit our stride about 15 minutes in, so we're right on on time. Uh, By the way, this this topic never came up. With Dawkins, by the way, and I have a fun Dawkins God Squad. Since you brought up God Squad, okay. the God Squad story, uh, and I may have told this on this podcast or. By a the previous way, version, I, I, so. we
0: we did just go. This isn't a conversation, and we're going to have like a twenty minute conversation.
1: No, you. no, 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 no. This has it's very little to do with. Different conversation. Very little to do with the religious angle. So, it was doing the great sports debate a few years ago, and uh, Mike was I was me, Tony Bruno, Mike, and I think uh, John Clark and Brian Baldinger, or some combo thereof. Uh, Baldinger was definitely sitting at the table and it was a commercial break and he was talking about guys on the God Squad and somehow Brian Dawkins' name came up and Baldinger with his crazy ass pinkies like yeah you know you got you got Dawkins he was one of those God Squatters and you know there was sort of like a, an eye roll but not like a not a disingenuous one just sort of like yeah he was a God Squatter he's like yeah well un- until you've seen him uh, until you've seen him at the Delilah's and then he leaves the God Squad at the door so uh, I don't know I found that interesting whoa yeah, yeah, a Little little dig from Baldy. This was during a, this wasn't on TV. This was during a commercial break, so I probably shouldn't have even repeated it. But I thought it was interesting.
0: I'm gonna uh, and man, I, I'm a, that's my favorite player of all time. That really upsets me.
1: Hey, no, hey you care. can't I bring the God Squad into Delilah's, Lila's, you know, especially in the Champagne Room. You know?
2: W- no, you I know thought, why? Hey, they they're a into... steakhouse, aren't they? You know, like uh, yeah, exactly. It's a steak
0: fun. Have yeah, a steak.
1: They're
2: steakhouse.
0: Uh, i steak. I'll say this. Th- yeah, then you become the guy that you're Like, yo, man, how was the lap dance? And he comes back out and he's like, I think I helped change your life. And then, like, the girl look, is like, kind money being like, That dude just talked my ear off about Jesus. Um, uh, I know you guys, later. this
2: is this has gone very sideways, very yeah, quickly. really weird.
0: And if I've offended anybody, I apologize. Uh, so we weren't necessarily ready uh, for the podcast this morning, but these Shockers. two guys definitely ready for Amazon Prime Day yesterday, uh, uh yes. Kyle. I've learned a lot about you. I kind of think you're a hoarder now. Uh, what the hell could you have bought? Because I went on to Amazon Prime and went, "I'm gonna make, I'm gonna buy me some cool shit." And went, I don't need any of these things, bingo. So what the hell did you find? Because I agree with Russ. I think Prime Day is very
1: overrated. Uh, see, I disagree. There's a lot of crap. But Obviously. there's some really good deals. So, for instance, Wait, I did not buy you, this. You Go need ahead. to.
2: I think it. I think it's important that you just kind of read off a list of the stuff that you bought. Yeah, and, already, and if you could kind of it like, up.
0: but yeah, if you could also kind of really build it up to where they're really. So I great will. Things.
1: Yeah. So I will say the deal today, which I did not get, was Amazon was selling their own branded with their own software. Uh, it's a $650, 4K, 55-inch f- TV. They were selling for 400 bucks, It was almost like 40% off. That was the deal of the first half of the day. I didn't get it because I, I could not talk my wife into us getting another TV. We simply don't need it, but it was a good deal. Um, so what did we get? I think our final tally was at 17 items. Not all <laughs> of them were priced. Not all of them were Holy prime fuck. day specials. <laughs> well, we needed a lot of things and we were holding off because we figured it'd be good sales. So uh, we, we got a lot of kids stuff. So we got like a, you know, a, a toy boat. I mean, a lot of this stuff's very cheap, like toy boat for the bathtub, bath, like you know, a couple of bath toys for the kid, a, a puzzle, stuff like that. Um, I got they had a good threads men's slim fit shirt for like $15. How to get that. I needed new flip-flops for the last, I wear flip-flops almost exclusively in the summer, unless I'm working out. And uh, my, the toe thing broke about 10 days ago. So I've been taking the dog out and doing like light chores outside, wearing a flip-flop that is just, like, you. no longer connected. So I bought flip-flops. Dude,
0: I hate male flip-flops more than anything.
1: Are you a sand, you feel like a sandals guy. Like a no, like a velcro sand. No, I
0: I wear sneakers like an oh. adult. Well, Do you course, wear yeah, sne- You don't wear sneakers like, to the beach. Like but. like,
1: like no, large I will Jordans wear, with I will your tight f- pants like an adult. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. In your avatar. <laughs> I,
0: that, that is not an avatar. It's not a fake thing. That's like what I wear. No, like I will wear flip flops to the beach. Okay. But I just I don't. You know what? I think I've been scarred because of New Yorkers. Because I can't aware, imagine wearing flip-flops in New York. Yeah, because I did it one time and I came back and the bottom of my feet were jet black. <laughs> yeah. And I see, and I, I would just want to say this too. I think the other reason is, I think men's feet are inherently disgusting. And I don't want to see people's either harried, mangled, or like... Weird, crazy nail toes, and uh, I understand you're walking around your cul-de-sac or wherever you live in your nice little plush neighborhood. So you're not really. I just think it's gross.
2: Yeah, my feet all are right. actually sparkling when I come in. So let's get let's get back to Kyle's great prime list.
1: So uh, all right, so mega mega blocks for the kid. Uh, book for the kid. Uh, my wife bought a burlap monogram garden flag with our last name initial. Uh, we got a... What the a hell infant. is
0: that? Like, so it's going to go in your garden?
1: It, it, it'll go out front. Just It'll have our initial. It's a little burlap flag that has... So it's little, just going like, to say S? Flag. Uh, L is actually... S is... Scott's actually my middle name. Um, Wait a second.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody see, knows, Everybody. See, Anyone who's read the site for any amount of time knows this.
2: Adam, so. back when, when we did a test show, he, he mentioned that once before where he said, my rightful last name. And I... And I've always have always wondered a little bit.
0: Oh, I just thought he was a Game of, of Thrones fan. <laughs> My rightful last name shall be passed to the inheritance of the Wolfgang family. Oh, that's. Do Wait, you no, so, was, watch?
2: Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Okay. Wait, so
0: just are wondering. you going to say your last name or no?
1: Yeah, it's it's Laskowski. People comment it with it on the site all the time. I didn't. You first of all, Scott nah, is a much better I think, name than right.
2: Scott, you should just 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 stick with Kyle Scott. Well,
1: yeah, my wife wanted to officially switch to Scott when we got married, and I couldn't. I couldn't totally do. That. I couldn't totally just cut off the family name. So I yeah, only did no, it because when I started the site, right? I had a job. I didn't want. I didn't it's want the people I was working good with Polish to know name. what I was doing. Uh, what else we got here? We got a baby gate. We got uh, some method uh, like organic dishwasher stuff. Oh, this is a big one for me. Organic dishwasher. I got. Dishwasher stuff. This I got, uh, got wheels. So. We have hardwood floors downstairs where uh, I, my office is. And I we got, got rollerblade wheels. I have two chairs, an old one and a better Ikea one. And we moved last year. I got rollerblade wheels so they didn't scuff up the floor. Like, you know, so the, the the cheap plastic wheels didn't scratch the floor. They're like rollerblade wheels on your chair. They're the best thing ever. Well, they didn't fit my IKEA chair because IKEA has to have their own proprietary connector. So I finally got the the rollerblade wheels that fit IKEA chairs. That was a big one. That's gonna because I'm gonna and now have a better chair, better lumbar support, whole different game. I got a uh, two terabyte backup hard drive which I needed. I got a a, a grill cover. My wife got some uh, shampoo and some sort of hairspray. And what else do we have here? Uh, I bought my parents. At, oh, my parents bought through my Alexa because they got a special deal and Amazon Echo. So now they'll have one. I got vegan vanilla protein shakes. Um, I hate everybody. For you, Adam. Just and stop. Stop purchase, your Just stop. An Alexa special: Just a five pack um, or no five ounce bags, a twelve pack of Haribo gummy bears, which are my alt, are are the canonical and the only gummy bear uh, that rightfully exists. Oh, that's fair, man. That I will say great. this. I will good say content. this. Yeah, that, that really was. I will say this. I did the affiliate thing. So we pimped out our link on the site and, and Twitter yesterday. And I could see what people coming through the link have ordered. So we got we a ton of orders. My, my favorite, just perusing the list. So this though, is
0: crossing broad, uh, li- like people that go to your website. This is
1: what they bought correct using our link my favorite i didn't make it through the whole list someone someone was roped into the two people were roped into the natural himalayan salt lamp light which is totally a scam uh but my favorite beside uh is the unchained melody very best of the righteous brothers purchase that someone bought so if you are the person who bought i can't see who bought it if you are the person who bought unchained melody very best of the righteous brothers i would like to hear from you what and kind you what kind of a kickback a do you podcast. get on that stuff uh, you know, it really depends by, it's not a ton, because Amazon, most online retailers pay significantly higher percentage than Amazon because they, they don't need to. Uh, it really depends on the product line. It could be anywhere from like 1% to 10% of the purchase, and it, it really does vary based on the It's still the not category.
2: so bad. It's nice that people were, you know. All right, we're not we're no longer mind. a sports yeah. podcast. We uh, are not. But Russ, did you buy anything? Fuck. I, I did, Adam, but you know what? I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to tell you now. You're... A little bit it's, huffy yep. over. Little, little huffy a little huffy over there. Big bad, shramon. Because Kyle Big, went on one shramon. of his, Kyle Big bad wolf oh, over there, yeah. you know, blowing down oh, no, the straw hut. No, no, Kyle uh, on hunt. one of his patented rants where there's, like, All right, like, I'm going to no keep industry. it short. You I asked! Got, I, I, yeah, we asked for the list, Kyle. You gave us... You no, he gave us every description about each thing. We By the way, justify what, were, the purchase. what were aqua socks? Because you dropped that in the Slack chat yesterday. I don't know what aqua socks are. I was they kidding. Re- I, they oh, had okay. a really
1: good deal on some good-looking aqua socks, uh, but I was kidding. I'm not right. an aqua well, that, socks guy. That was guy. a little bit ATA weird.
2: water shoes. Yes. So I bought, I bought a mic stand because I've got this little microphone that is on three legs that balances on my stomach. So I'll have an, a nice mic stand. That'll be good. Um, and then I bought two car seats, which which was you know this is not a very Adam seat deal. It's yesterday. not it's not a good Adam Lefko story, but you know two car seats from Graco for under two hundred bucks, and that's you know in, in in a lot of lot of ways like yeah it's a massive deal. I even tweeted about it because I know we have a lot of listeners who have little kids, and and it was that that might have been one of the better deals on the site. I kept. Did you
1: check to make sure they were like the new compliant models? Though, like I'm always freaked out about. All right. Speaking of
0: compliance, uh, Sixers (laughs) fan, I am now. I am currently. Just so you guys know, I am laying down and I am holding the microphone over my face. And I'm just I'm filled with so much regret. Right? Did you buy anything? (laughs) Do you need a snooze? The only thing I I was going to buy was going to be gym shorts, and that was it. And I went, no, I'm good. Good. I don't feel like owning. There were so
1: many things. No, they good Under Armour deals, like forty percent off Under Armour stuff.
2: There were so many things on that on Prime Day that are just stupid. I mean, like if if you went through the list as it was as it was being unveiled, it was just nonsense that you would never want to buy. Unless you actually knew the one thing you were looking for. So if you, know, you remember looking Russ, for
0: Jim Shorts, like, what? You know what it could have been under that category for years? Sixers tickets. But now nice. all of a sudden, they're quite the hot item. In fact, Ooh. Sixers fans are piling up and waiting in the waiting list right now. And they're also being charged for it. That's right. The Sixers have sold out of season tickets, all 14,000 of them. And now, you know, you could join Club 76. What do you get? You get to be on a waiting list. And you get marketing emails. And you get two t-shirts and some magnets for $76. And the right to buy single tickets to games. So Kyle, what's going on right now with this? Uh, You you wrote in your post that the Warriors have done this before. So now the Sixers are charging people to be on the waiting list.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's Can you be on the waiting list
0: without paying?
1: Uh, Yeah, so there is a free tier, and the perks of the free tier are you are the lowest rung of the rating list, aka you're never getting tickets because anyone who pays is in front of you, and you get market. It's like it's like you. They said you will get uh, marketing emails with promotions and deals. I'm like, if they already have my email address and I'm receiving this email now. I can guarantee you they're going to send me that email whether I sign up to be on the list or not. So that is their perk for the free tier. You are on a list that you have no chance of getting tickets and they're going to send you more emails. Uh, the $76 tier gets you priority, whatever, then two t-shirts and then there's a $176 tier, which gets you the highest rank on the list. Access to single game playoff tickets which actually isn't that bad and two hats. Now i decide i'm like i would assume one would assume that if you're on this waiting list and paying and you finally get the season tickets that you can apply your waiting list charge to the season tickets that's how like things like this usually work on earth There is no verbiage that explains that. So I looked up to see if any other teams do this. I found a Darren Rovell article back from 2003 on ESPN page 2 explaining how teams like the Jets were charging $100 for a waiting list. So waiting lists have been around in football for a long time. I quick spot checked to see if any other basketball teams did it. The only one I found, which wasn't a very thorough search, was the Warriors came up right away granted they've won two uh, two championships in the last three years they're the best team ever and they've been the three straight finals so maybe they can get away with it they're charging a a flat fee hundred dollars but they say they allow you to apply that hundred dollars towards the tickets if you're given the tickets which is only fair all the Sixers say about your membership fee twice is that it's non-refundable, don't even think about getting your money back. Nowhere do they say they would actually apply it to the your $5,000 season ticket. Bills. I'm just going to so, say
0: this. I will never take a hat as a gift. I have never gotten a hat as no. a gift from one of these things that actually looked good or fit. It's always like the weirdest cut hat ever and then you like-
1: Sponsored by Texaco on the back. Yeah,
0: and then you look at it and you're like, it is a Sixers hat and I'd hate to throw throw. throw away something that had a Sixers logo on it so then you put it on like a dresser and then like your girlfriend or wife comes and goes what are you going to do with this hat and you go I'm going to do something with it I'm going to figure it out and then like it moves around your house for like six months to a year and then you go to move and you throw it in a box and you're like you keep this hat for five ten years that you've never actually worn but you're too. You feel too bad to throw away. I'm not I have getting like, in that
1: relationship. I have like eight of these, including I think two or three Sixers hats that are that variety. The only thing I will say is it does say that they are two new era Sixers hats, so maybe they splurged. Oh, those and are, got you, like, those a real are usually hat.
2: nice. Yeah, I usually like depending on whatever.
1: And the free t-shirts are usually like XLs that like you know could be could be a nightgown on like on like the Jolly Green Giant. So
2: I oh, like the playoff the playoff giveaway shirts. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah. one that
1: could fit too. Joel oh,
0: Embiid who was just nice. down in Miami for the home run derby uh after also tweeting out or not tweeting putting up some Instagram videos of him wearing a game of zones trustee process shirt which made bleacher report very happy were you guys at all nervous or just excited when you saw the clips of our giant in the
2: outfield trying to catch home run balls and in fact catching two it was comical it was it was actually very uh, I don't know. It's like very heartening. I it was almost like watching a little kid in a giant's body just enjoying taking in probably the only thing worthwhile, which was that home run derby, which I actually did watch and thought was really really exciting. Um, I I saw Kyle posted about uh, the fear of him breaking a digit. I think that was Kyle, or yeah. somebody, or somebody wrote. It. But uh, I, I like not worried about that. I was just in. I enjoyed watching the the fracas around where the ball fell, and Embiid like reaches in with his six foot long arm and just yanks it away from a child. It was it was nice. It wasn't actually that is a, a kid. long it was,
1: it was like a forty will, year old guy. I will point out that is a long aon fracas. It is fracas. I believe is the correct pronunciation. Fracas. Well, uh, hold
0: on. It's also new era, and I wasn't going to correct you, but since you're correcting Russ on that, you said new it? era. is it I thought they
1: went with like the double e e d.
0: No? No, it's a new era. Do you say era? And it was I do was, not. That's yeah, the so then why would you say it's like it's like people like I used to say Reese's Pieces, and then I was like, oh shit, no one ever says Pieces. Like, can
2: I get a pieces of your cake? No, it's Reese's Pieces. It actually has two yeah. pronunciations, Kyle, fracas and fracas.
0: Oh, there. and now Kyle's the only one mispronouncing things. It's a new era, I would say. All right, Kyle, what was your take on Embiid's
1: home run derby stuff? Um, yeah, I don't know how you can not be freaked out about him breaking a hand. Have you ever tri- Have you ever coming? Has your bare hand ever come in contact with any sort of a ball at a major league baseball game? The-, the spin those things have on them is uncanny. And like I've gone out for batting practice home runs with a glove. And like ducked out of the way because you're not expecting the topspin that those things have on them. I could not imagine oh, putting my seven-inch-long uh, ring finger out there to catch a ball the way Embiid was off of like uh, Aaron or, or Judge's bat.
0: I like that you, man. I learned a lot about you right there. You you brought a glove
1: to the ballpark and you ducked. Not re- like not like last year, like you know when I was like a teenager and stuff. I. Uh, I have you ever eyewitness- dropped a foul ball at a game with a glove? I had Harry Callis comment on me once. Uh, I think it was like the year after the ballpark opened. I don't know why I did this because I was like 20. My dad and I got tickets not in the Diamond Club, but we were right. We were like the, the the seat. I was literally the seat next to the Diamond Club. So behind the Phillies dugout like 10 rows back, and there was just like a lazy little fly like a lazy little pop up right now I like longtime baseball player multiple like you know 15 year old all-star teams like I could catch a fly ball little ball comes and it's like tracking away from me and I do the thing. I have my glove up, and rather than turn my hand to make the basket catch because it's tracking away from me, like in front of me, I keep going down. Ball hits the heel of the glove, rolls into the diamond club. Both sections laugh at me. Harry Callis on the broadcast points points out that fans are booing because a fan down there dropped an easy fly ball, and uh, that is the last time I think I brought a glove to the game. That
0: ball is dropped. That kid will go on to develop a, a website. That pretty much <laughs> that was the weirdest
2: presentation. <laughs> the only
0: thing I agree is I have I have been around a foul ball that I've seen really hurt somebody's hand. Yes. Um I was it was my first week in Louisville, Kentucky, and Araldis Chapman was pitching for the first time for the Louisville bats. Cincinnati had just paid thirty million dollars to get him up from latin america and he was debuting in louisville and he's throwing a hundred miles per hour from the first pitch and i have never been wowed at the speed of a pitcher before seeing him in person and i'm sitting there with like two other three other reporters that i had never met before but that like were like hey welcome to the city let's all go out i said okay and um so we're drinking beers and watching chapman And one of the guys on their team rips a foul ball and it's coming right at us. And I mean, it is making a noise. It's coming so fast. And one of the guys jumps up and smacks the ball down to the ground and picks it up and lifts it up. And at first I was like, that's the most badass thing I've ever seen. Like everyone in the section began to cover themselves. And this dude stood up with two hands and just like pushed it down. (laughs) <laughs> Five minutes later, his hand is purple and completely swollen, and he ended up breaking something. Y- yes, and of course. Now, But that was on the first baseline. I don't know if it's going to have that much velocity in the outfield. Um, A
2: home
1: run derby ball? Do you, have you, did you see the way those guys were hitting the ball? I mean, those are the best hitters on the planet teeing but, off. You know, they pop Alaviga off the bat at
2: 115 or so. What would you say? I said they pop off the bat. The exit velocity of, of a lot of the home runs were like around 115 miles. Okay, per well hour. then,
0: 500 feet later, I don't think it's 115 anymore. Yeah, it's not. No. but Joel Embiid, as he said, has uh, hunted lions with his bare hands. So what's he to be afraid of?
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I'm gl- I'm just glad he's I'm glad he's okay, and I'm slightly only slightly concerned that he's hanging out with Meek Mill. But that's a that's another story. No man. that's
0: way, Joe, do you know why I love that he's hanging out with Meek Mill? I, I don't I'm know. sure you're going to tell us. You're damn right, Russ. All those stories last week about Giannis Antetokounmpo could be the next Gordon Hayward, and he tweeted out, I got loyalty in my DNA. If he's hanging out with someone who's really a big Philadelphia guy, I want that. I, though I am, I'm afraid of two things, him being hurt and then him eventually leaving. So uh, if those things, if he doesn't get hurt and he, he's doing things that will make him look like he's going to stay longer, perfect. And well, that's just know. me being paranoid.
1: Yeah, well, that's Meek's fair. never leaving. I'm surprised Meek was able to leave his house. So uh, we're, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep him beat around.
2: Well, it was nice having Kyle on the podcast. We will. Uh, was that a was that a
1: house arrest joke or a? <laughs> it was. It was a house arrest joke. It went nowhere in a hurry.
0: Well, I'll tell you who's been uh, arrested to the gym lately. Ben nice. Simmons.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, this video just...
0: came out of Ben Simmons hitting. How many threes in a row was it?
2: I think it was nine. It was at um, least nine. I We, we talked
0: that. about this with Embiid. Do you get excited by empty gym? Uh, do you get excited by lot of threes made in a row by a non-three making Ben Simmons?
2: Russ go first. Yes, um, his release actually looks faster. So you've you. I think when you're breaking down uh, empty gym film, you've got to see if anything has changed. Uh, There were people that were coming on it that were upset that he was taking a shot from the same spot, that he didn't like doing around the world. Shut up, you people. Um, I I definitely like to see that he's able to at least hit them in an open gym. Again, there are plenty of guys in the league who you could give an open gym to, and they are not going to make three of ten. So I do get excited for it. I'm glad to see that his shot, if nothing else, appears to have been sped up by the shooting coach whose name now escapes me. Um, but do I expect him to, to have those shots a lot in games? No, like I do think he's going to probably take one or two, three as a game. I think it's, it's fair to say that the way that I, I expect them to play inside out with Embiid, with having to pay attention to Redick, with having to pay attention to Fultz, I do think Simmons is going to be dared, at least in the early going of the season to take some distant shots. I think they're going to, the defenders are going to sag off. They're going to look to defend, to double Embiid a lot. And it's going to leave Ben open, and if Ben is able to at least knock down a decent clip, like 40% of his shots, not necessarily threes, but just shoot around 40%, it's going to then free up some of his teammates. Now, if if the season starts and he's shooting a really low percentage on, on wide-open attempts, then I'm going to be a little bit worried. If he does See, shoot this well... This is the
0: scary it, thing about these videos, is it makes you talk about... Forty percent three point percentages. When the no. first thing I thought was, how much of this practice did they record
2: and not able to post? Yeah, but that's, that's why I said forty percent yeah, from from anywhere. Like I'm not saying from three. That would be absurd. But if he he can knock down a jump shot from time to time to keep the defense honest, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally going to overanalyze this, but I actually, I like, look at Embiid. He missed two full seasons, and he comes back, and he's shooting three-pointers in his first ever NBA game, his first competitive basketball game in two years. I think there's definitely some, two-something being sidelined with a lower body, body injury for a year, where you spend a lot of time just shooting in the gym. So I, I don't think that, that hurts a guy who has a shot problem, that he's basically forced to just take, take jump shots. The thing with Simmons is his form has always looked pretty good like russ said it definitely looks quicker a little bit more consistent not quite as long as it did um but he's tall so he's gonna be shooting over guys if he's being defended if there's a guard on him i mean he, he's barely gonna have to jump to get off his shot so i i don't i don't think it's like any sort of a long shot to think that ben simmons can turn into like a pretty decent reliable nba shooter especially when you have those other guys when you think back to the summer league last year russ like what you said it became almost a joke the way they were sagging off him by the second and third game. There were guys down in like the charge, charge box, whatever the hell that thing. What, what's that little box called under the basket? Anyone? You mean
2: the, the restricted zone.
1: Yeah, the restricted area. Thank you. It's escaping. Uh, but I mean, there were guys like sagging back into that and just daring him to shoot from like the elbow, and he was he was dry. He was still driving, kicking, and making impressive passes. So. To your point, Russ, I think all he's got to do is just be able to hit a couple of those pull ups. If he hits a couple of threes early on, or at least could, you know, draw a defender out to the line, that is going to do uh, like insane things for the Sixers offense because well, it will his... open up so much in the middle, he'll be able to get by guys, and he will have no shortage of options to dump the ball to, whether it's Redick at three, Fultz spotting up somewhere else, or Embiid. I mean, Embiid shooting a three, too. It's it's crazy. They, they could well, actually be pretty decent.
2: You've got to keep in mind, like, Simmons' first uh, instinct is is always going to be to cut to the hoop. And I don't want... I, I, I make this comparison just based on being a slasher to start... But, like, I, I don't want to see Ben end up being a decent enough shooter where he loses that that drive to cut to the hoop. Like, I, I felt like early in—this is going to be bad—early in LeBron's career, right, he, he w- didn't have a reliable jump shot. So all he seemed to want to do a lot of times was, was cut to the hoop. And then once LeBron started having a jump shot that fell, at least at a somewhat steady clip, I felt like he started to become a little bit too reliant on it. Like, almost like he was trying to prove that he could be a jump shooter. If Simmons is able to at least shoot a decent clip, but still keep that that slasher mentality, then I think he's at his ultimate value. Because again, like you were just saying, his value as as a slasher and a kickout guy and somebody who's a playmaker on the floor really does get affected if he's you know hanging out too too much by by the uh, the three point arc. So his I think his biggest strength that he brings to the table with this team now that they actually have guys who can shoot is to collapse the defense and kick out and if it just so happens that on open shots he's able to knock them down like we're we're in a good we're in a good spot and once again adam's gonna owe me 20 bucks and i'm very excited for that man i'll pay you 20 like we you got you got all that from
0: a from an instagram video
1: never never say we're unable to uh break down nine seconds of footage (laughs)
0: I just like, I have the same thing like when I was talking before about like the 2 a.m. workout videos that we see. And my first thing is so you post one of these every three weeks. So does that mean you haven't done that for three weeks? And like that, that's my, my thing with Ben Simmons is um, with all these guys, I, I hate getting too hyped up about their videos. Just like I know Boston fans are getting really freaking hyped up about Jason Tatum right now. Um, It's just, you know, I I know, like, I'm I'm excited to see Ben in the game, you know, and this was really nice to see. Uh, It's just it always makes me think about what are you not posting? You know
1: I would love to see athletes check in to the check in and check out every time they enter the gym and for some enterprising website out there to put together a spreadsheet of who's working out the most in the off season, I feel like that would that would give us the real information that we need.
0: If Ben uh, Simmons charged you ten dollars a session to watch his workouts live, would you pay it? You'd definitely Russ probably is, pay for the first one.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah I, Russ is yeah, all it, in. It, I, it, I know it, Russ it, is it, all it, in, it, all it, in on that. I don't know if I would be, but like the novelty of it, it would be interesting. But
0: yeah, I think these guys are giving away free product when they should be charging for it. Like these, the like Embiid's don't live give Instagram the Sixers things. any
1: ideas. Don't give the Sixers any ideas.
2: They're no, gonna I've charge, always they're going to charge I, you to think
1: about
0: one of the one about. of the business proposals that I would love to start doing would be to just privatize the media that certain the Uber promote. of shootarounds. Well, no, I feel like I feel like if I Shuba was round? my my idea would be this. Let's say I was representing Embiid. Uh, for those that don't know what a step and repeat is, a step and repeat is just one of those like sheets that you see in the back of interviews that says like Sixers and then like a brand mm-hmm. um, that it's like kind of like they just stand in front of. That's I would, what it's called. Yeah, it's called a step and repeat. Huh? Um, I would just have one with their website, like JoelMbi com, on it. And I would tell Joelle to the media, just go, um, I'll talk about that on my website. I'll talk about that on my website. I'll t- like to all answers, sort of like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And then right afterwards, go in front of the step and repeat and uh, answer fan questions and stuff for 20 minutes live uh, to uh, for your own website. So people will be getting it there and all the hits will be going to your website and then streaming things like workouts and stuff like that, so you could actually make money on your own stuff. Can you imagine and and you're if the league would so, so the league so.
1: squash that? Like, no, but Adam they're Silver fulfilling their, their obligation. Muscle, squash Why? Yeah, they, they always they pull a muscle changing the rules.
0: They always say it's because the media's uh, purpose is to talk to the fans. Well, they're talking directly to the
1: fans. Well, that's basically what the Players' Tribune does even though they're agents right yeah
2: just imagine like Embiid could probably get away with that a little bit because the media i think would be afraid to attack him at this point but can you imagine with how much our local media already has a disdain for ben simmons can you imagine if simmons <laughs> if simmons did exactly what you said adam like his career in philadelphia would would be so short and just so bitter with the media I mean, I think the fans would see through it because they'd be getting content that they'd probably want to watch. But I, I would love to see some of the articles that would come out uh, from some I of our, some from our favorite bottom head, five. And I think this will be a good topic for Friday.
0: You brought up that in, in, like, in argument with the media. I think that in being argument with the media is actually good for a player because I, that that I think Philadelphia fans are turning on the media as we speak. I'm curious for Friday, which media, which local media members do fans support the most? So I don't want to. I don't don't. I know that some are going to come to your mind right now. Let's have that discussion on Friday, and then also tweet at Kyle at Crossing Broad, and you can kind of dump in some of your ideas on the iTunes comments. Leave a five star review, but who is the most liked media member? Traditional media member? Uh, Yeah. That's in, in, in this market. Maybe not all tradition. Maybe maybe all media members too. Who's the most liked? Do you guys got some ideas? Don't say them now.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
2: yeah. So are we are we including like blogger? Because
1: Russ, Russ is moving the goalposts on us already. No,
2: it's not. No, because he originally he said traditional media, and then he said, well, maybe not just traditional. Yeah. Are we saying are we saying like the guys who write for Liberty Ballers? Like if we're talking about the Sixers? No, they definitely say, not. Okay. So then yeah. we're talking about like. Okay, I got it. But, but they if you're have to be writing, getting
1: a paycheck from a mainstream Yes.
0: Outlet. A paycheck and the, but that also includes like inquirer that also includes like philly.com
2: like all well, of Well there's it. but okay, because there's there's a beat writer that we talk about a lot who does not get a paycheck from one of those outlets. He so sure it, does. He does? Bodner? Yeah. Ah, uh, Bob- Bodner's not He's-
0: traditional
1: bodder has got his own. He's, he's got his got own site. some he sort of thing with WIP, I think, because it's in his app. All right, let's just do this. Let's file.
0: do. Okay. Let's do everybody, and then <laughs> that we'll do everybody, and then from that we can go. Oh, look, the highest ranking one of the traditional ones is this.
1: Yeah, I don't okay. think anyone would consider butter traditional. So maybe we gotta there, see, let, Russ. We'll, you've already moved our goalpost.
0: But, but let's do every. We'll do
1: everything. And then okay. we'll look at it from there. All right, that'll be okay. Friday. You guys got anything else before we get going? We got a real-time hashtag MikeyMist. 97.5 uh. The Fanatic Morning Show today. First caller of the day on 97.5 Morning says he doesn't want Eagles to do well this year because he wants Doug gone. Do you agree or disagree? 610-632. Oh, my
2: God. 632. Why? <laughs> why? Yep. Here's the thing. But but why run with that as a tweet? That's a stupid you can have a stupid call, you don't need to tweet about it and then and then change the narrative. Like if I'm on Twitter and I'm not listening to the fanatic, I'm not going to want to listen to that because it's a stupid point. It's just dumb. Why would why do you tweet and then change the whole conversation? Like I that that makes me want to run farther away from their station this morning. Not like I'd want to listen to a certain somebody on that show, but like who thinks that that's going to move the needle? Are we now going to have an hours worth of stacked calls of oh yeah, uh, i don't like Doug either man. Yeah. I I uh I, you know what? I, I think Carson Wentz is too religious. So I want to see them both fail. 610. Man, Russ when you get worked I've up. I never heard Russ when
1: you get, mad, get mad, mad, you're like a you're like an angry chihuahua at, like, barking at people's barking at Nip people yip, when beep, they beep, come beep. to the door and like nipping at their feet and then running around the house in circles and coming back to bite their feet. That's yeah, just that, I appreciate just, your enthusiasm. That
2: is infuriating. That's the exact Um, reason that people listen to podcasts.
0: I'm exhausted of putting on sports radio and it's just all callers all the time. And I'm just like, like the man, I'll tell you what, like Cataldi, like his show is better than other people, but still like it's 90% of him being like, okay, Tim, who's your most famous bald guy? Oh, that's a good one. It's a good bald guy. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this shit
2: is dumb. It's just dumb, man. There's just. It was. Uh, if Tim's I, answer was think...
1: anything other than Sam Hinkie, he would have been wrong.
2: I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know if uh, if we talked about it a few weeks ago, but Kevin Kincaid wrote an article specifically about how Philly radio stations are way too reliant on callers. The best way to make the stations better, John make Kincaid. the shows better. No, it's Kevin. Kincaid. No, Kevin Kincaid. Kevin uh, Kincaid. There's yeah. More uh, there are lots of, <laughs> there are <laughs> lots different of different different spelling. Um, but like about how. Probably the way to make Philadelphia Sports Radio better would be to almost cut calls altogether because they have become so reliant. Like let let the real talent at the stations kind of shine by making a better show that isn't just reliant on what you know Bob and Young has to say about Carson Wentz's religion. Yeah. With
1: that being said, Adam, you want to give out the Twitter handle so we can solicit questions. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kyle
0: is at Crossing Broad. Russ is at Joy on Broad. I am at Adam Lefko. We will be back on Friday. In the meantime, leave us an iTunes review, five star bad boy. I'll make sure to shout your name out uh, and read it. If you if you there were no like questions in any of the iTunes comments, it was them. People just say that they like the show. But no, I'm no, just saying they like the show. I'm not gonna be. I'm never gonna be disappointed with a five star review. Yeah. But yeah. if you want to leave a five star review with your most liked media members, and you can also tweet that at us. Or any other question or topic, we will try to get to it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you on Friday.